Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. What a great assignment. 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I used to teach graduate students in a university and, and I enjoyed it immensely. One of the favorite features of teaching was when students took assignments seriously and threw their whole energy into it. There was one memorable assignment for a class on diversity. Each student was asked to write a paper about an experience with someone or a group of persons that they would normally be prejudiced towards. Tough, isn't it? For many people, it was a stretch because it required one to admit that they had prejudices and to push themselves beyond that prejudice to interact with such person or persons simply for a class assignment. Well, one student, her assignment stood out in my mind. She wrote about her prejudice towards a certain religious group and the family next door was from such a religion. She gave details of how she agonized over it but could not escape the challenge and gradually she embarked on an effort to set aside her prejudices and reach out to her neighbors. It was an amazing paper. The result was that she learned a great deal about the evil of prejudices and the two families began a healthy relationship. That was a great version of what to do with an assignment. The writer of the text gives us an assignment. It is a three-part assignment that requires great effort, but somehow I sense that there's a huge benefit for the person who takes on this assignment. Now, mind you, not every assignment is fun. Some assignments come to stretch you. Some assignments are simply boring or hardly makes sense except to the person giving the assignment. If you ask some students, there are some assignments that seem like punishment. And of course, there are some instances where people cheat in carrying out the assignment. What can we therefore make of this assignment? Let us take the statement at the end. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Every assignment has an objective and it is for the person giving the assignment to make that objective clear. Why am I being asked to do this assignment? This is what God wants of you. But look again, because there is a specific message that you must not miss. He says, for you in Christ Jesus. This assignment is specifically geared towards people who are in Christ Jesus, people who are born again. You cannot expect someone to do an assignment when they are not qualified to receive such an assignment. Who would give a registered nurse the assignment of building an emergency room at a local health clinic? How can you assign the task of driving a school bus with, with students to someone who is too young for the job? The writer makes it clear that the objective of the assignment is to honor God's will in the life of people who are believers. That makes sense to me. Well, the first piece of the assignment is rejoice always. To rejoice is to feel great joy and happiness. A rejoicing person is someone who is filled with delight. God's will for each person who is in Christ Jesus is for you to be filled with great joy and happiness always. Not on Sundays only or special holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. You are instructed to rejoice always. Now that is some crazy instruction. How do you rejoice when you have lost a loved one tragically? How do you rejoice when, you're, when you just heard the worst message from your physician? 
Try rejoicing when you found out that you failed one class because of a lousy group presentation that you were part of, and you will have to take the year-long class again before you can graduate as a medical doctor. This cannot be real, but it is. The child of God has one major reason to be happy always. You are now a child of God. It doesn't mean you won't have bad experiences, but it means that every day you should be happy that Jesus saved you and you are on your way to heaven. That is a great reason to rejoice. Part 2 says, pray continually. That is not possible, right? You have a life that involves so many aspects that it is impossible to be always praying. Not even our pastor prays all the time. But think again. There are so many things to pray for that it makes sense that you could be praying all the time. Well, I don't mean every single hour of the day. But prayer is a regular thing in your life. Some people go through the day without praying. I, I don't know how they do it. We can pray for each other. We can pray for those people who are in harm's way. We can pray for friends who are sick. We can pray for God's protection for our loved ones. You can pray for your leaders. You can pray for God to help you to do well in school. You can find so many things to pray for. And you don't have to live, limit prayer to a set time. You can pray while you're driving, while you're in the stores, while you're engaged in a conversation. You can pray anywhere at any time. The third piece, he says, Give thanks in all circumstances. The key word there is all. Give God thanks for challenges because they can work out for your good. Joseph was sold into slavery, but it led to him becoming a key official in Egypt. Something bad worked out for his good. Gratitude should not be an act. Rather, it should be an attitude that flows over into your behavior. So you give God thanks for good things and you give God thanks for challenging things. So, do you think you can take on this assignment? God's will for you is that you are happy all the time. That you're always in touch with Him. That you have an attitude of gratitude always. You can do it, my friend. Begin today. <music>